Brisbane Wakes Up with Stav, Abby and Matt on B105. Hello, you've downloaded Stav, Abby and Matt's podcast. That is us. Hello. Hi. Good show. Great show. One of the greatest shows of all time. Do you know what I was doing yesterday because I'm a loser? Mm. Driving home from uh, work. Because mm. Xander loves to say, hey, Dad, that's you on the radio. When he hears, he goes, oh, that's Stav, that's mm. Abby. I said to him, all right, I'm going to play something. You tell me if it's my voice or if it's the radio. And I tried to do a deep American. Uh-huh. You know, like, yeah. coming up on Stav, Abby and Matt. And he's like, you loser. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, I never had that radio voice. You know how some people have mm. Oh, they, they, the, they, they, that was the talk voice. back though, like John Law. Yeah. Mm. Ian Skippin. Was he, wasn't he um, Golden Tonsils? He was Golden Tonsils, Golden yes. Tonsils, John the Law. Do you think though, like, was he, John was that his actual voice or did he put it on for well, the radio and that you, became his voice forever? Well, yay and nay, but when you were going to be a journalist and whether it was for radio and stuff, a lot of it would involve um, voice training and initially you'd have to put on a voice mm. and it was because you had to be what was called like a neutral one. So um, you, you wouldn't have an English, you wouldn't have an American, you wouldn't have an Australian. You'd have to try and change your dialect so that it would be a neutral sound. Oh. So therefore going into it, they would, this is, you know, back in the day, and whether mm. it was yeah. dying when he was um, coming out, but you would have to, yeah, you would have to use different sounds. So he trained himself to speak like that, I guess. Yeah, and it would be his voice. Mm, but you've got to remember, they, they're starting when they were probably, you know, 16, mm. 15. So it's, you know, often when your voice is breaking, you're sort of learning mm. it. So it is their voice. But a lot of more voice training would have been involved in the career. I remember I used to, when I was like dying to get into radio as a kid, I used to ring radio stations around the country from the Yellow Pages. Mm. I used to just get them out and then ring them and be like, can I have a job? Cool. Um, cause I had no idea how the world worked. And I remember a content director once took the call and I was chatting to him and he was like, look, I love your passion. He said, but you know, like the big thing is you're going to have to, you know, wait till your voice breaks. And I said, <laughs> it has. <laughs> and then he goes, me, he goes, I'm telling you now, it has not. <laughs> and I'd never met this guy. He was like North, New South Wales somewhere, a town I'd never heard of. And Had I was it just, broken? Just, I'd probably, I was know. 14, 15, mm. so it was probably like halfway oh, between. Funny. I was a quite a late bloomer, but I just, I'll never mm. forget. I was like, no, it has. He's like, no, it hasn't. <laughs> I was like, uh, I was like two seconds. I was saying, "There's hair on my balls." <laughs> I, was like, nah. I don't care. I'm telling you, your <laughs> that voice. doesn't work for radio, mate. <laughs> it's funny though when you say about newsreaders sometimes. Mm. You know when they, especially the TV, like they start changing their voice. Mm. Yeah, you're like chat, 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 chat. Yeah. Okay, coming up tonight on the five o'clock news. You're like, why didn't you just say coming up <laughs> in the five o'clock news? Eh? Was it? People want that respectful tone. No, yeah. the. The people that are older want it, I guess. Yeah. It's it like when you hear your mum on the phone for the first time when you're a kid and you're like, what is that voice? Oh, yeah, when you've never heard it down mm. down the line. That's what I get scared about sometimes. I've got to record it, that I will forget her voice. Your mum's? Yeah, because I don't think I have any recordings of them. Mm. Uh, well, yeah, You'd have well, we'd from have, here. We'd have some from on the, on the radio yeah, here. None of them saying nice things about me. So I might get her to do a script and read it out. Mm. Do it at gunpoint. I find that always <laughs> comes from the heart more. Yeah. yeah. When I'm listening to it, I'll forget the gun. <laughs> hey, great podcast ahead, guys. Um, in this one today, uh, we speak to a woman, Casey Edwards. Some great advice about a book she wrote with her husband about raising uh, daughters. Mm. We've got some daughters. she got some great advice I took in it there. home. 
And uh, I had the book? It. Well, it's just the boys are like, why have you got raising girls? Oh, no. Said, she's pregnant. I said, what do you mean? Oh, Finn, Jack is like, there's no more babies. Hmm. And I was like, no, no, no. It was just a book that the boys didn't want. <laughs> and I thought, I'll read it and let you guys know. Well, when you're killing it. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to ask your daughters? I looked no. I looked through the index and went, no, all that. <laughs> <laughs> Could have wrote it. What was your highlight? Um, the bibliography. <laughs> At the back. Mm. That's cool. Is that the blurb? No, the blurb Blurbs is the thing the front, on the... Um, uh, the back page. The back that tell you. tells you what's happening in but the book. No, he, are you talking about the glossary at that the back? Too, that oh. too. Glossary was good. Because mm. that's at the back. That's at the back too, next to the bibliography. Isn't a bibliography <clears throat> an actual type of book? No, it, no it's it a list of be, all the books it, you've referenced in your text. So uh, if they've got a study from a different one, then they'll you put have to write it, down but that. Yeah, But this one didn't have it. Didn't it? Must have been the other... What did I read? The one with the dinosaurs and stuff? <laughs> no, it did have it, but it's not the point, Steph. Really. See, it did have it. Could have had it. I don't it had know. had some very good references. Well, you haven't even read it, so I think you need so, to take a step back. Let's be honest. Stav just enjoyed the word bibliography coming out of his mouth. It is a fun word to yeah. say. Bibliography. <laughs> bibliography. Um, it's French. Ranger Stacy as well uh, is on You're to reflect. You're thinking of biography, sorry. Biography. Yeah, when you write a yes, thing about I your am, I am. Ranger Stacy's on to reflect on 29 years of Totally Wild as well. Here we go. Let's get into it. Uh, it's our podcast. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Oh, g'day. It's Tradie Chat Tuesday. Well, he knows his flathead from his Phillips, his lug nuts from his rivets. Hand him a hammer and nails and he never fails. It's time to head to Abby's house and Scotty Too Hottie for Tradie Chat Tuesday. Hey, morning all. How are you? <laughs> We're good, mate. Well, we sparks with the grinder, Steph? No, I don't have any sparks for the grinder. Borrow that off you. Where would you buy sparks for the grinder, Steph? Oh, Bunnings. Bunnings. <laughs> Obviously, the tradie section. Take your Where is dog. the tradie section? It's down the back. Boy, mm. you there, give me your left-handed screwdriver. Yeah, all right, mate. <laughs> you know, the tradie section down the back, I, I go there because the line's usually shorter, but I only go there if I'm wearing something a bit rough-looking. Uh. Like today, I'm in a pink pinstripe. I would never go to the tradie section wearing that shirt because they no, just look that, at you like, That's Come a on, gardening mate. section outfit, yeah. that one. <laughs> but you do feel like you've got the ute that has, like, prestige clean on it and oh, never yeah. been used. Hey, uh, Scotty couldn't be bothered uh, thinking about things, so he asked for suggestions and people oh, have. No, that's not true. I do have suggestions. Mm, but anyway, okay. I'm so liking uh, Alex mm. on Instagram, she asked, or he asked actually, mm. what's the hierarchy of trades? Ooh, and I know oh, you no, have, no. I know this annoys you, but like, what is a hierarchy of like a carpenter, plumber? Well, I don't know. I don't think there is an I think the hierarchy, I don't know how to probably determine it, but. I guess it's going off pay. I don't know. I think that's what would you What about you guys suggest? In your mind, though, we want to know from you, and the people have the chance to ring up here. Yeah, thirteen ten sixty. If you're a different trade, or if you want to defend yeah. yours, would you would yeah. you put carpenters on top? You're a carp. You're of a carpenter. You would. Come on. <laughs> All right. I think depends on what you are. I reckon. All right. So but no- I mean, you know, there's also other trades. You know, when you sort of think about trades, you think of those three main ones. You know, there's roofers, there's mm. tilers, there's there's bloody Plasterers is everyone, and they all so work you, together I as a think, team. Yeah, when we when we get along, yes, it does work good together. <laughs> you know who Scotty um, pays out the most, and it's only because he's jealous of the pay. He thinks he should get paid the much. Is plumbers? Mm. Well, Sparky's pretty high up there too. But you know, I think the plumbers and Sparky's they're around about a hundred hundred 
hundred nicker an hour. So wow. So, but plumbers, you know, do they get danger money for the poo side of things? I think that's probably why they can put their money up because <laughs> they do have to play with other people's poo. I mean, it's pretty. Uh, you know, you got to be pretty strong gutted for that one, I reckon. Especially if you're about to have smoke and you got to clear someone's pipes out. <laughs> You, know? you don't have to go, hey, it's an emergency, I need a carpenter to fix the deck. I mean, nah. often it is, but if you're kind of like, I've got a blocked toilet, you're having fun, Dar? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, my, oh, he's just pulled the phone out. That's it, I can walk away. You <laughs> <laughs> did, did it. Just like the uninspired when they take that call and just start waltzing around the place. The um, uh, un- inspired, unemployed? He yeah, likes those guys on Instagram. Oh, you know those stunning. two guys? And when they get a phone call, they did a video. Oh, they do laps, and that's what Scotty does. This Scotty does like about 10 <laughs> laps of the room when he's on a phone call, and it's so annoying. And they're like, you haven't got good reception. He's like, yeah, no, it's all right. I'm going around. I'm like, well, stand still. <laughs> he can't stand still when he's got a phone call. Get you some but AirPods. Anyway, quick one as well while we've got you. Yeah. Um, I've got a few. There's, I think there's a shortage of, um, of carpenters at the moment. I've got... Three builder mates ringing up going, uh, you know any carpenters? You know any carpenters? So, um, you know, I'm going to do a shout-out to the uh, B105 station and say, if there's any carpenters out there that, uh, you know, want to put your name down, I might be able to put you in touch with some, some builders that are looking for some carpenters. Mm. Oh, there you go. My community there's switchboard that. now, Scotty. Look at him Scotty. go. Look at him rolling. <laughs> Don't want to be rude, but what are you doing? Hanging up your hammer? Like, why aren't you doing the jobs? Well... Because I'm hanging up my house. <laughs> <laughs> and I want, I want to build. I've, I've, I've written down this list still. Mm, I've yeah. got numbers here. So yeah. ca- you said Carpenter's number one. Although he's going, he's saying he thinks he is, but should you not go by pay? Because yeah. if you're going by pay, would it be plumbers, Scotty? Uh, I, yeah, I think plumbers are, yes, I think. So, and then where would you put a tiler between one and seven? Well, yeah, well, look, tilers get good money depending on what tiles they last, place because there's different sort of rates for different tiles. Is a tiler, are they above, above a brickie in your mind? Oh, yeah, well, there you go. Brickies are pretty high up, too. Yeah. Come on, Switzerland. <laughs> I'm trying to make a list. Uh, yeah, all right. Uh, well, you can't build a house without all of them. Yeah, many well, hands. That's true. No, but it's in your mind because the other trades look down on some. Like if some, if a waterproofer comes in, a carpenter goes, "Oh, the waterproofer's here." Mm-hmm. Oh God! Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't respect that as much, would you? Waterproofer? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, it's a, it's a bit of an easy one to do. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, but you don't look down on because at the end of the day, those poor buggers are um, putting their put their mortgages on the line because if something goes wrong with the waterproof, and they normally get the call up, and it's like you got to go and rip the tiles up and. And, and you got to pay problem. for it all. Problem is, we've picked the most yeah. passive person here to make a well, judgment but you call. Wouldn't, on. You wouldn't really get anyone complaining about it because you can't do your job. Like Scotty will do, like the frames, and then you got to get someone else in to do it. Do so you rest. don't. It's not. I don't think as fight. It's more the jealousy. It's like a football club. Mm. You all need the different players, but you all get shitey to find out what the other person's on. Yeah. But there's got to be a superstar but, in every, like, who's the captain, you know? Oh, you know, the captains are the carpenters. You're not going to get, you're not going to run any pipes or wires or anything like that unless the, uh, you know, unless the walls are up, unless are you? you know where the house is, yeah. Mm. <laughs> then again, then again, I'm going to get, I'll probably get a call up from a concrete. Well, you're not going to be able to put the frames up without a slab down. Mm. Ah, there you and go. You don't get the money from the go. bank until you have the slab down. So share it to the banks. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. The ultimate winner <laughs> is the banker. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Ranger Stacey, this is your television life. Totally wild. Ranger Stacey. 
Yeah, the sad news was broken the other week. Uh, this Friday is the last day um, of Totally Wild. Ranger Stacey's in the building. Good morning. I'm in the house. In the hey, house. guys. Oh, I'm going to miss I'm that elephant. Sad. Oh, I know. Yeah, Everyone... It was like a siren call to your yeah, childhood. Yeah, yeah and I can't, I can't do that without it. Dun. You all say something true. But 29 years, I just reckon that's rude. I mean, you could have, you know. Made to 30. Yes. I know. How inconvenient. How inappropriate. What is the date that it would have been the 30th anniversary? Uh, Oh, I should know. But I think it was like July. We started the show in 1992. So so they only had to wait a couple more months. Yeah. yeah, It's so close. Like, yeah, we nearly made the big 3-0. But um, it's all coming to an end very soon. What was the decision that, that, like, why have they the done reason. it, I guess? Yeah. Um, I don't know what the real reason. It comes down to business. It comes yeah. down to money. Mm. It comes down to, like, they just said it doesn't fit in with business plan anymore for the network because we're owned now by Viacom CBS. Yeah. So American company. They wouldn't yeah. even know what Totally Wild means. To Australians of different generations, mm. it's been such an important part. Mm. of you know, so people's lives. a lot of stuff, unfortunately, that is produced in Brisbane has been getting the chop. Back in the day when I started in kids' TV, back in the late 80s and yeah. into the 90s, which was like the boom time, I was doing Wombat and Agro's Cartoon Connection on yeah. Channel 7. I was Bush Beat on Channel 9 and then, of course, Totally Wild on Channel 10. And of course, I was a ranger then, so I was employed by National Parks and Wildlife, so I could just, like... Do whatever. Do whatever. whatever. I was everywhere, you know, and the word was getting out and kids were learning about, you know, how to look after animals and love the environment and stuff. So it's kind of, it's a real shame. And it's a shame for Brisbane because, you know, we, so many people, not just me, you know, we had a whole team Mm. employed Mm. just on our show. So you didn't even mean to get on TV. You were just going to be a ranger and next minute you're going to the Logies. Oh, yeah. It was was crazy. I was just in my car keys, you know, I was a young blonde ranger. I worked all in national parks around southeast Queensland, Lamington. Main Range, St. Helena Island, um, and then, you know, just TV kind of crept into my life and then mm. the opportunities started coming and I just loved it so much. It was just a great, you know, fit for me. But, you know, just the outpouring of support, like on mm. my Instagram and stuff like that and just other other sites, you know, people are really going to miss it, which makes me feel like, you know, I've made some sort of an impact. Can I bring the tone down a bit? Oh, yeah. oh I, I, I thought yeah. it was down already. No, no, no it's not. No, no, no. Just, this is something that I wouldn't normally ask. It's more Manny's um, domain. But the yeah, other day I had to you record... You me for your thoughts. I had to record a TV segment, right? And they right. said to me, for COVID reasons, we're going to film it in an outside office um, and there's no bathrooms there. Oh. And I freaked because yes. all of a sudden I would have to go, what do you do when you're filming out in... The bush. In the bush and there's no... For so many years. Yeah, it's good if you've got a really strong bladder. Okay. Um, it's called the squat. But yeah, I you have. You have to, wouldn't you? Yeah, I have. I have yeah. before. Like you just say, I did it recently. Well, not that recent. maybe a few months ago. We did 4am in the valley. <laughs> <laughs> Camel riding on the beach, like up at um, the North Shore. But we were there yeah. for quite a while filming and stuff like that. So while, you know, we were sort of getting set up on the beach and stuff like that, I just said, I've just got to get something from the car. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, back I went yeah. and it was, it was all very private and stuff. There was no one around, but I was making sure that... You, you know, do. You're just in the lookout Just the in, in case someone just mm. appeared. So um, mm. it's just the way it's part of the territory. I have, a, I have a puppy, so I always have to have those bags on me. Do you have to carry those bags with you too? <laughs> no, it hasn't got to that extent. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to be prepared. You had a lot of time with Steve Irwin mm-hmm. as well when he was alive. That must have been hard for you when he passed away because yeah. I imagine every time there was a snake needed or a crocodile... Mm. 
yeah. that's where you would go and your relationship exactly. with him would have been quite strong. Yeah, like we were really good friends um, and it was all kind of work related and it was always, you know, through work. But whenever I used to go up to the, well, back then it was the Beerwell Reptile Park, mm. you know, mm. before he became huge and before the Crocosseum was built. You know, I've seen all of that happen over the years. But um, Steve and I, like, yeah, we'd go up and do some filming even before Totally Wild for other shows. And he was always just so generous, you know, and he always wanted to get the best shot mm. and wanted to, you know, I remember with him putting a, a venomous snake on the ground and saying to myself and the crew, like, just stand really still, you know, and w- there would be a brown snake just yeah. going between your legs. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just like really, it was just wow. really lovely. And he called on me um, back in my youngest daughter, Maddie, who's like nearly 18. That was back in 2003. He called on me because Terry had to go back to the States urgently and they were doing some something for Animal Planet, like it was called Croc Week Live. Mm. And so I had to go up there for a week and um, just do these shows with him. Great. And I've been looking back at the footage. It's just so cool. Mm. Like, I look so young. Like <laughs> and so does he. Yeah. Would you would you work at Australia Zoo now? You might Ooh, be looking for a job. Anywhere. You- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, well, not, I'm, you know, almost anywhere. But no, I'm, I'm just going to see what happens, you know, like, because yeah. I'm kind of like secretly excited because mm-hmm. the new possibilities. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. have left like because I loved my job at Totally Wild, but but now I've sort of it's been it's happening. I've got mm. no choice in the matter. I'm kind of like cautiously excited for what might happen next mm. because you know I've got all this experience and I've got a name. Like everyone sort of knows the name Ranger Stacy. That's why I might change my name to Ranger. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. Ranger. I mean, Stacy Thompson means nothing to anyone. So, yeah. but you I don't know, even know who that is. But it's kind of like yeah, <laughs> I know who is that girl. But you know, I'm a lot more than wildlife as well so you know i'll see what happens i've got a lot of life experience anything venomous bit you before like in the, um, even how close to death have you come no i haven't been close to death no i haven't been bitten i've been bitten lots of times i've been bitten by a snake mm. but it was just a big carpet snake with a big mouth and that could have got me right across the fingers it's a bit boring isn't it uh, like it wasn't red boring. black or something no thank goodness no i've you know luckily i've escaped anything serious i've yeah. never been rushed to hospital but it wasn't boring because when i was bitten by the snake the there were kids watching, so there was a class full of kids. So there was the blood coming from my fingers, mm. but at the other end of the snake, there was the half digested mouse that oh, ended wow. up on the carpet in the in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Wow! So that was like, <laughs> do you know, like amazing. I thought it was all staged and it was just fake blood. <laughs> yeah. and were the kids freaking out? Oh yeah, they were like year three, so they were that all didn't screaming. Help anyone that was scared of snakes. No, I, they, I have tried they so hard to get that memory out of my head, and now it's back. <laughs> Years of therapy. Please, you're not that much younger than us. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I don't think he's <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, look, it's um, it's sad to see it go, but what a wonderful career yeah, so far. 29 years on television Thank is you. an amazing achievement, and to do it right here in your home city of Brisbane. Um, we're going to be watching this Friday, last episode. Thank you so much for coming in this morning. Thank you, guys. It's lovely to chat. You're gorgeous. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. This is an interesting report, and I'm not suggesting if you want to get fit, you go and do this, Mm. but you would say that the number one reason for people wanting to lose weight, I guess, should be their health, right? Yes. Should be. Should be. Should be their health. But for Aussies, it's not. The number one reason for people to get fit is... A revenge body because they've just broken up. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Look at Molly. <laughs> Look what you could have had, yeah. but you didn't get it. Remember, I used to say the best workout songs for me are breakup ballads. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You used to come in the morning and I'd have like Kelly Clarkson. 
Since you've been gone. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm coming like a wreck. Because that's when you work out the hardest. You're like, I'll show you. I'll show <laughs> I was like, you oh. what you're missing on Instagram. As I went around and took all those photos in one night crying, and then I'm going to post them. <laughs> you weren't even trying apart. to show anyone. Who were you trying to show? No, I'm just, I, I imagine it. I put myself into the character. That's why I said to Scotty, I'm going to be so much more successful if you break up with me. So do it. And he goes, can't be bothered. It does feel good, though, I bet, if you were to, like, see an ex added you on Facebook mm. or something and you know you had a banging photo up at that time and you're like, yeah, they yeah. saw that. Here's they another one for wrong. you, then. Who do you think does a revenge body the most, ladies or men? I'm going to say men. I would. I would say women. Mm, you'd say that, wouldn't you? But no. So they say that women generally go through a bit of a stage where it's like, I'm going to stay at home, cry, eat stuff, my yeah. friends are going to support me, where guys are more likely even the next night to go, let's hit the town, boys. Yeah. And they'll go out and then they'll get their fit body and they are more likely to accidentally uh-huh. bump into the ex Ac- while looking uh-huh. hot. See, so the revenge to- body is more successful with men than it is for um women. We have to do that because we go out on the first night thinking chicks are going to want me <laughs> yeah. now, like you're a fat loser. I'm like, oh, I've got to go to the gym. God, they must feel good that I'm single again. God, are they lucky? Yeah, 21% <laughs> ensure that they accidentally run into their ex by flaunting their, their body by going to places that they know that their ex will be at mm-hmm. um, and like then their house on social yeah. media. <laughs> no, not at their house. I didn't know you were at this funeral. Oh, check out my abs. <laughs> you hope you'd go to like the the bar that you would often go to, right? Yeah, but they they've done a, a list of the people that are most likely to do it. Now, one person that famously did it was Khloe Kardashian. Remember, mm. she got broken up to, and because it's so public, she even then went and hosted this show. Revenge Body with Khloe Kardashian. Mm. It's really about making lifestyle changes and applying them every day. Do you remember she would get people on the couch and they'd tell them about, you know, this this person cheated on me and she'd be like, oh, that's awful. You just do you. Love yourself. And then they go and they do a revenge body. She got a revenge nose too. She got a whole revenge face, (laughs) didn't she? Mm. She changed everything about herself. Resting revenge face. Yeah. Justin Bieber did it as well when he broke up with Selena Gomez. Because if you like... That song was about her, wasn't it? Oh, and yes. then after that, um, he lost his shirts. Yes, all of them. Do you remember? All mm-hmm. of his shirts just got lost. Mm. Even some of his pants when he was in holidaying That's as well. Right. So he really went... I don't yeah. remember that, but good on you. He was so, so poor he had to um, cover himself up in tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Smith has admitted that he's done it. Yeah, he did. He, he says that he lost 20 kilos when he was recording his last album because it was all about um, his ex. Uh-huh. So he was like, nah, and I'm staying with it. This is to show him mm. what he's missing. Yeah, uh, Drake did it as well when he broke up with Brianna. Great change. And they're saying the most famous revenge body has to be. Mm. Oh, yeah. Pretty epic. Yeah, 45 kilos, Mm. I think, that she's saying. Mm. But the whole moral of this is they've said you don't need to break up to get a revenge body. You should work out with your loved one and do a revenge body together. That doesn't work. Doesn't, does it? Two revenges don't make a right. Study and then at the end it was like you could do it together, but then you kind of go, "Well, do you want to skip this workout? And mm. Go and get a drink." Yeah, yeah. Now nah, we'll just well, you know how people say, "Let's take a break." 
Let's like yeah. just do a revenge body break. Yeah. You know, but then you do run the risk of they get really hot and then they can upgrade better than you. So you're right. Stay fat and happy together. Just do you, boo. That was not the moral I thought <laughs> we were supposed no, to well, get. You know what? <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Uh, I had a moment in the foyer area of mm. the building mm-hmm. yep. the other day. And everything's uh, recorded. And the CTTV cameras everywhere in this place. So you mm. can get it easy as. I was leaving for the day mm. after we'd finished all of our meetings and stuff, waiting for the lift. And as um, the lift doors opened, out comes the um, head of programming for Triple M, who shared the building with us, Scott. And he was going out of the lift or he was going out he was, of the building? He was coming out. He'd just been down to Coles Got downstairs yep. at the barracks. He was re-entering. And he'd piled up what was going to be his lunch. He had, I think, like a salad, uh, maybe a bit of ham or something, and some blueberries. Nice. And it was on top. And so as he walked out, the blueberries came off the top of his grocery pile, bang on the floor. Of course, those things open up easy as and blueberries everywhere Mm. through the foyer. (laughs) Now, I said (laughs) to him, I said, oh, that's that's unlucky. I said, but, you know, COVID, your blueberries, I would help you pick them up, but. You know, well, he's not going to eat him again. Well, I didn't know that. Why? I was like, I, I'm not touching your naked food with no. my hands. But everyone washes their fruit because they're all naked. Oh, I'm going to lose this to you <laughs> easy. If it was packaged food, uh-huh. I would have picked it up. But uh-huh. I said to him, I won't touch it because it's your fruit. The problem I have is if you play the video there and talk it through for people, I was clear as ready to roll. Everything was going to be fine. You were coming out, you were he saying was goodbye, you were chatting. Oh, they really spill out of the lift everywhere, <laughs> they do. don't they? Blueberry explain. You're just like, fool you up. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I said to him, I was like, I won't touch them. It's, you know, COVID safe. Oh, you're like, yeah, nah, that's not going to happen. But, he's well, putting, no, you should have touched him because yeah. he's not going to eat them. They're everywhere. Oh, he's picking them up one by one now. Yeah. So now other people are coming out and, and they're helping him. You're a... That's, no, you are rude. Well, they start those, helping him. If those three girls did not show they up. They didn't even think about it. They went and picked it up straight away. Yeah. Him and you I stood around like I'm not going to do it. You're still standing around yeah. while the girls <laughs> the are on lift, their hands and the knees. Down, took chump. Ages. I we'd already agreed. Him and I had already verbally he agreed. Them? He's not eating them. No, I said to him, I'm not going to touch your naked food with my manky hands. <laughs> then another lift comes and you get in that <laughs> elevator, leaving everyone else doing the work. Why do we need a jury for this? Because I wouldn't want him touching my See naked ya. fruit. Bye, but he's guys. not eating it. They were everywhere on the floor. No, he I no, he would have eaten it still. I don't know he wouldn't have. No but one would have eaten it. I those. didn't know that. Even if he even if he wasn't going, he could have washed them. He could have eaten them. There's no, no you should have picked them up. That is no. We're not even allowed to shake hands or be within 1.5 metres of each other. I'm not allowed to touch his blueberries and then him put them in his mouth. We don't live in the same house. So what, are the other girls the got for their, for their blueberry they're touching? Gone. They they're, should. They're they were fired, were they? They yeah, should be stood gone. down. Yeah. Now, they're at the Grand Chancellor now. Hearing that story. <laughs> <laughs> hearing that story, yeah. I believe I did the right thing. If it was packaged food, mm-hmm. I 100% would have helped him. You stood around and watched. At what point did you not think, well, everyone else is picking them up now? They're all touched, so now I should help. I'd already pressed the lift button and it dinged. You just had to go. I also was thinking about his health Mm. because I hadn't sanitised my hands. Now, we've got a Karen on the line, which is perfect. The first person in our jury. Did I do the right thing by not touching his blueberries? 
absolutely not. No. And you should see these three girls, Karen. They bet they absolutely like ran to his aid. Like there was there was a man that was in trouble, and they ran to his aid. Oh, I cannot! I can't believe that you didn't help someone pick up their food. That's kind of just really rude. Mm. But it was Thank it, you, Karen. it was naked blueberries. <laughs> no, no, for Karen's opinion, I know. Just doesn't it? Doesn't mean that me, I can't so rebut it. You can't it. yell back at her, okay? <laughs> Christy, you're on my side, aren't you? Yeah. You are on my side. Uh, no. Did you tune Chris. out throughout all of that and just <laughs> wonder why we're talking about blueberries? Shiv in Marsden, what, what's your view? I uh, would come naturally to just help straight away. Yes. That's what I think is the key point yeah. here, Shiv. It's a natural response. And when I go back, because you did give us the footage, he didn't go to bend down and go, oh, nah. whoops, I can't. There was no automatic didn't reaction even. to help. All of a sudden, he just went, no, nah, I'm out of here. And Which means... If someone a- drops <laughs> their food, automatically you go to help. You don't think, oh, COVID. I'd also point out that out of anyone in this team, you would literally eat a chicken nugget out of a COVID patient's mouth if they were offering. Yes, but that is the lifestyle choice I've made. I'm not going to make that for Scott. And I had a verbal... I said to Scott, I'm not going to touch it. Uh, Michaela and Gabolcha, what do you think? Hey, I think you did the exact right thing in the you know current situation we're in at the moment. Mm. If anyone with a heart would have picked it up, and it's not to say you don't have a heart, but <laughs> no, you no. were cautiously aware yeah. of the situation at the moment. I'm the same thing. I'm a big carer, and I love to help out and things. But lately, yeah. I've been really hesitant because I don't want to help someone and they think that then I'm, I'm sick or I'm passing yeah. it on or, or yeah. be a contact tracer, Michaela, you know? <laughs> I, I hear that, but the thing is, without COVID, he wouldn't have no, done it No, he wouldn't have done it anyway. <laughs> he's just thrown in the COVID for his reasons. It was, yeah, it was Can I just say... Oh, that's nasty. Yeah. I've looked at the footage. Yeah. When you see them spill... There is no flinch of the finger no. even to help. No, no bend down, no look in, in that defense, direction. I did say, All oh, you looked at, well, <laughs> this is an inconvenience. <laughs> well, there you go. Monster. Michaela said I did the right thing, and that's good. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Alpha Box is worth $10,000. Tomorrow, 8 o'clock on the air on the 17th of February, 8 a.m., live on the FM dial. Here are two uh, answers. answers for you. Kath and Kim and Kite. Mm. Sounds like three answers, but it's technically only two. <laughs> Kath and Kim and Kite. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Airbook is aiming to raise the self-esteem of Aussie girls. It's called Raising Girls Who Like Themselves. We have spoken on the show about how to raise boys because there has been a lot of books out and there hasn't been as many for raising girls. Maybe they're just too complicated. Until now, <laughs> there is one called Raising Girls Who Like Themselves and one of the authors on it, Casey Edwards, joins us. There's something that I I had a lot of a, a lot of issues with eating disorders growing up. So there was a part in the book that I really drew to, which is the key to body confidence is trust because we see well, girls and women are just bombarded with I guess diet advice even though you might not realize and you know mothers might not realize that they might say oh god I, I don't look good in this yeah I think that we often get this wrong um, and through no fault of, fault of our own these are the message that messages that we're getting and it's the idea is that if we can raise a child to be thin then they'll like themselves and they'll have body confidence. And so the assumption is that we as parents should police our children's bodies and appetites. But the problem is we don't look after something that we don't trust and that we are taught to hate. And our voices as parents telling our kids what they must do and how they must look 
they're going to be replaced by other voices in years to come by the diet industry, the beauty industry, boyfriends, frenemies, etc. Yeah. We need to teach our children to trust their bodies, listen to their own signals about when they're hungry and when they're full, take all of the shame and the moral component away from food. Is there anything there in the book on how to deal with, like, for fathers? I notice this one the most. My daughter, right, she's only... We're about to turn four, and she is so good at how to treat a mean and keep him keen. Like, I have to fight for my daughter's affection, whereas she will just <laughs> attach herself to her mother. Um, is that why, why do girls do that? Girls m- model from their mothers. Inside their mummy's belly, right? So, of course, they have a connection to their mothers. But, that but my wife is actually really nice to me. To I know, but she's also the boss, and I think she, your daughter might have realised that. Yeah, right. <laughs> the other thing is, like, please know that dads are so important. Yes. Absolutely every aspect of your daughter's life, from her body image, her academic performance, her partner choice whether or not she develops an eating disorder, all of this is influenced by her relationship with her dad or the, the father figure in her life. So even if she's pushing her away, know that you are absolutely vital in raising a girl to who, to like herself. Don't have a whole and, lot of responsibility on us there. Well, if you read all the, if you read all the um, raising boys, it's all on the mums. Yeah, so right. if it makes yeah. you feel, yeah, I guess it's a different stage in their life. But that's an interesting one for the, you've read actions for dads is all about making sure your daughter sees when you stuff up because often you know and I know myself you 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 sort of idolize your dad and he's like this perfect person but you're yes. saying that you need to actually show as a dad that you're failing at things that's right because yeah. I mean particularly men in our society you know they they have to be perfect right they and, and infallible but for girls to like themselves they have to know that it's okay to make mistakes it's okay to fail and the best way to show that is for dad to talk about the mistakes that he made the most in, in the most embarrassing child-friendly way that he can. And then the story becomes, I failed, I fell, but I got back up again. Another one that I've often had debates about or got in trouble, and this is just, like I said, from my experiences, is that I never say to my nieces and all that that they're beautiful. I don't want them to be attached to a physicality rather than an attribute. So if they ask me, I'll say, oh, what are you going to do in that dress today rather than does it look beautiful? Is that that of any credibility? Yes, that is so important. And I actually think that this is one of the reasons girls' body images are so bad because the advice that parents are getting is wrong. We tell people that you can build a girl's body confidence by telling her over and over again that she's beautiful. But there's two problems with that. First of all, in our to society in today's society nobody is ever beautiful enough like it's not Mm. possible to Mm. win at the beauty game right but by telling them over and over again that they're beautiful it makes them believe that beauty is really important Important. and you tell them often enough and they think it's the most important thing about them so what we're doing is we're setting them up to fail at the very thing they've been told that matters most Talk to girls about what, what you said, Abby, what they do, how they feel about things, how they think. Oh, look, it's, it's, that's the thing. It's every parent's fear on how much you're going to damage your child. So it's always great <laughs> to have as much information as we possibly can. Raising Girls Who Like Themselves, it is available right now if you want to purchase it to have a read. Casey Edwards, uh, the author, along with your husband, thank you for your time this morning. Oh, thanks very much for having me on. It's been a pleasure. 
Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. A girl that I used to go to school with saw her on uh, Facebook. She posted this question to everyone. And everyone was like, oh, let me have an opinion. I'll respond back. She said, Facebook hey. with opinions? What is going on? 2021. <laughs> Revolutionary. She has been, and this is why I got you to do an experiment mm-hmm. for yes, me the other yes. day, mm. because she has been seeing someone, I think, for maybe three or four months. Thought it was kind of serious, but their second relationship around. They've both been married before. Okay. And she talks to him every day for a long time and or catches up. And she hadn't heard from him. She gave him a call and his phone was off. And she said, that's happened for two days in a row. Mm. She said, I don't know where he went. I feel like I wasn't paying attention to something. Is it rude if I now befriend him on socials or do I call his work? We all wrote back saying, do not <laughs> no, call no. the work. Do not call what, the work. Because what would you say you are? His girlfriend? His friend? It just, you know, like, you have to Google, you just, you don't do that. But then one of the other I girls, call his work? one of the other girls commented and said, you can, hun, but just check you haven't been blocked. Mm. And everyone's like, what? He goes, she goes, no one's out of service for that long. Mm. Maybe so his phone was broken. Maybe. Because you know, you know that genius But then bar? why wouldn't he call her and let her know? No phone to ring off. But then yeah. if his phone's broken, you'd get... You'd, no, you know where she lives. Does he not know her phone number? Yeah. Yeah. Her phone number saved in the iPhone. That's probably it. And his mate broke his phone at the same time. Yeah. So he called, she called from a private number. <laughs> right. It rang. Which means that on the iPhone, he has just clicked block, which is easy to do. And she was like, what is with... Like, why can't you just say? Has he got fat fingers? Did you do it by accident? Accident. (laughs) It is possible. I've done that. She's gone through a few stages. She was like, I'm okay with that because obviously he's not someone that I want to start a relationship with if he can't end something. Mm. Denial. But at the same time, she goes, you just want that end reply. She mm. goes, now I probably will call him at work. Anger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just going, what was it? Just be polite. Mm. But I realise that there are a lot of people that don't end relationships anymore. Like you had to catch up with someone face-to-face to end a relationship and that was always a polite thing. And mm. I know that I've been put through the mud for many, many years because I broke up with someone through a text message. Yeah. And that was seen as the worst thing you could do. Mm. But now I feel like that's common. People are breaking up on a text message or just blocking rather than finishing it because they well, don't like the confrontation. Once upon a time it would be, I cannot believe you're breaking up with me over the phone. Yeah. Like when you're having a phone conversation, that was super rude because they're like, if you're going to break up with me, at least do it face to face. Which yes. is a weird thing because who wants it face to face? So well, is it better? Oh my god, I'm okay with no, no, no. I'm glad. I'm glad you want to be. No, God, do you want to get another round? Probably not. I'm just gonna go. Like when you think about it, mm. but at least you can say something really mean and see you it in their eyes and though. storm off. You no. never think of those things no, until you're laying no. at bed, crying, crying into your pillow and saying, "I should have seen said this. I would have been amazing." What but, you want is a text message the day before and say, "Heads up, breaking up with you tomorrow." You put yourself right, together script. a heap of burns. Yeah. Here's a few pages I've. <laughs> yeah. I went through with my. Friends well, it used that. to be when someone said, we need to talk, then you knew the next conversation was mm. going to be a breakup one. Yeah, or they're pregnant, so you, you sweat no matter what. That's true. What about Nat? She's the youngest one on our team. Yeah. Matt, oh. have you ever broken up with someone face-to-face? Wrong button. Uh, no. no. So, no. By, by a text message, have you? Uh, yeah, a couple of times, yeah. How old are you? 24. Yeah, there's not, there's not a chance. 24. She might even be at that age where she's like, you go over and tell him we're not dating anymore. <laughs>
take this take this letter. It's got two boxes on there, a yes box and a no box. Just blocking someone or ghosting someone. Is that the common thing? Or I just would, like, hey, I'm not into it? I would love to hear from someone. 131060, have you never broken up with someone face-to-face? Have you only ever done it by text? Mm. Mm. Is unfollowing people break up now? Yeah, that's just what it is. No one has to meet face-to-face. You, no one has to ring them. Here's a Snapchat filter. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're never, you never used to be able to find out where people had been on Instagram or Facebook or any of that sort of stuff. So you would turn up to someone's house mm. and then they would have to break up with you on the porch very awkwardly with someone inside. Or you you'd even remember you know, the old days you'd be like, I'll do it in public. You think you would do <laughs> it now. That way they won't, they can't cause a scene if I do it in you, a restaurant. You think you would do restaurant. it face to face. But if you had the options... Oh no, I'm I'm announcing my divorce via text. Yeah. <laughs> Just do it on here. <laughs> Far away from yes. Someone that hasn't is Sydney and Alex Hills. Morning, Sydney. Morning. You've never broken up with someone in the flesh. No, I haven't. So and, and have you been doing the, the breaking up? Like what did you write and on where? Oh, it was both ways, but yep. with two different relationships. So my first one. It was a grade seven relationship. Mm-hmm. Classic. Um, too much, yeah. And I messaged him over MSN. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Normally you'd send a friend of yours to go and tell the, their friend, to tell yeah. them that they're broken up. Any like <laughs> serious ones, like older age or? Uh, older age, more serious one. Uh, yeah, he broke up with me over Facebook Messenger. Oh, oh that's always hurtful. Does he it? unfriend you at that point as well? Um, I think he, yeah, blocked me after he messaged me. I don't. Mm. I don't really remember. Couldn't Probably reply. would. Yeah. All right, Erin's on. Hi, Erin. You're 34, and you've yeah. never broken up with someone face-to-face at the age of 34. No. It's <laughs> always been. What is it? Is it just that you just don't like that confrontation? You just get freaked out by it? Um, well, the first one was just after Christmas. I know that sounds really bad. No. no. But um, he just kept doing really weird things like he stayed over a couple of nights but like if I got up to go to the toilet he'd follow me to the toilet oh come on it's protecting you in What's case there was he's an not intruder. a dog um, uh, no, no, no exactly so anyway so I called him up and I just said it's finished and anyways he went really like ballistic and then the second one was last year um, it was a pretty toxic relationship and the last draw was he got absolutely intoxicated and he drove home. Oh, okay. Oh, All, right, yeah. All right. Well, Erin, yeah. I and think well, well, let's, let's, because they don't sound like you've picked winners. I'm, I'm no. sorry, Erin, but let's just say, <laughs> well, I'm being honest. Yeah. But, right. And you're going to be then someone then lovely, but Erin, why don't we give you experience now, right? Okay. Who do you want to date, Matt or Stav? <laughs> I know it's a I don't know. short straws. What about you? On. Let's go out. Abs. Oh, okay. 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 All right. So you've got to break up with me, Erin, okay? We're at a restaurant. All right, and you just got to say it's just not working. It's just not working. See you later. Wow, that was no. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Straight to the point. Yeah. Well, let oh. me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh, hang on. And then my ex-husband oh, of ten and a bit years sent me a message one morning at school drop off. There you go, Matt. You got your answer. Oh. It really oh. does happen. Okay. Oh. So your your husband texted you and said, "That's it. We're done." He sent me a message going, "I'm going to move out for a bit." Wow. wow that was, I wasn't expecting that turn in the story, I if I'm honest you, with you, Erin. I hope you meet someone who's good at communication. Are you dating now? Yeah, yeah I am. Okay, cool. All right. Okay, well, let's right. practice. Imagine he's here, right? You need to break up with him. <laughs> I don't want to break up with no, him. No, no, no. no, no, no. She's not putting right. herself good, there. Yeah, good, good luck, Erin. Good, good luck. Sorry, Thanks, Sorry about that band. Bye. That got awkward. <laughs>
Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Here we are on the 1200 metre record, Matt Acton. He was really fast. 13.8 seconds. I remember it as mm. 13 seconds mm. flat. It was actually a tie race. With who? Josh Brown. If you're 12 years old yeah. and you want to take on Maddie, and bring it losers. Yeah, Maddie was born to and on Thursday you cry because you are wanting to regain your glory or maybe just credibility because you said that you won the race. It was a record at Gladstone. Ends up was a tyre, as you heard, and a lot slower than what you imagined. Well, only 0.8 of a second slower. And I don't I don't know, I don't remember tying it with Josh Brown. Okay. He must mm. have cried and they maybe let him because my name was first. A lot. He was a good friend of mine, actually. He doesn't remember you. <laughs> you know, no, he, yes, he does. He wasn't Facebook friends with you, and in fact... No, I wasn't Facebook him, friends with him. He said, I've got a friend request, I haven't accepted haven't it yet. haven't accepted it, it's been 10 years. Mm. It's a but, lie, he's accepted it. <laughs> he's building a house at the moment. Why are you looking at his photos? He's not looking nice at Nice house, yours, mate. Jack face. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a trophy room. <laughs> That's Loser. his garage he spent so long building. But... Tomorrow you're going to do it. You're going to race against 12-year-olds. We have given you incentives. There's not really much else we can do at this point. Oh, we have done everything we can. We got you an Olympic trainer, Sally Pearson, to help you yeah. along your way. We also um, we kept you in peak physical condition with the sirens going, the mm-hmm. starter guns going. Over. A year's supply of KFC up for grabs, which we don't think you're going to get, but that's fun. Yeah, you know what the other thing you guys have really done for me is the encouragement. Encouragement's been amazing. That's I think that's, that's sarcasm. Okay. You said we don't think you're going to win, but we've organised it. Oh, I'm getting you know? a bit of a, like, oh, no, Abby's wrong. Yeah. It. True to man, keep him keen. Anyway, we are psychology. going to be yelling at the sidelines, and we will, because we are nice people, arrange chips and gravy at the end <laughs> so that you cannot cry. Do I do that? Because you've always had this theory that you can never cry into chips and gravy. No. Cocaine Cassie did not cry into chips and gravy in that brothel like those girls said. She, ab- No one could do it. Mm. It's such a joyous meal. And she, she carbs yeah, and gravy. And yeah. she admitted that. Yeah. She, she did. Her, she, she did said admit no, that. She, she said so. The next step in your evolution to becoming a track star. Mm. What well, you probably haven't even thought about this. Shaving. I well, did think about I shaving think you my should legs. Shave. I think you should shave all shave over your legs. Shave your beard and mm. your hair. Be no. committed. No. See, I was like that. I, I want to keep, but I was thinking I should. I used to shave my legs mm. when I was playing sport. Just, you know, there's no Olympian or professional sports player that goes, no, nah, I want to keep that patch or I want to keep that. Like, they're committed to their... Oh, look, I'm so- mainly doing because it feels lovely getting into the sheets afterwards. Okay. Every girl knows that, right? Talk about your outfit. Yes. What you're going to wear. Uh, apparently short shorts, Sally Pearson said, like super short shorts. Are the go? That's a okay, shame. Okay, well, that's a shame because we've already got you an outfit. <laughs> um, we just thought to remind you of what you are running What the prize for. is. Yes, a tracksuit, a KFC onesie, KFC onesie. Yeah, I'm gonna sweat to death in that. Well, that's you, good. I'm to death anyway. I'm gonna look no matter what you wear. Sick as in it. Mm. Mm. Oh, but that's gonna be. That's gonna slow me down, but no, it's aerodynamically designed by the Colonel. <laughs> it's about 58 kilograms. Nah. You really don't want to wear it. I mean, I do because I love it. Yeah. I, I think it looks amazing, but. Well, what else have you got? It's you can heavy wear it as you warm up and it's, you can strip off. But what? That's a great idea. What are you going to wear underneath then? Please wear clothes. Don't strip off because we're going to... Well, what, isn't, isn't it like bike pants? Isn't that Do you of... have bike pants? Yeah. No, I'll go to a bike shop. Are oh, you going to buy stuff? <laughs> you're going to wear Lycra. It's going to be a mammal. That's what I thought would what be the think, best. I just didn't want to scare everyone. Yeah, videos. like, don't you think something tight? I don't know. Do we you never think do. you should do tight? Yeah, do you? I mean, I want to support I wouldn't. Do you think I should wear tight? I wouldn't. Not tight? Not tight, tight. Well, no. like, tightish, tight. 
a little, like a teeny, teeny <laughs> tie. Would you want to do tie? Mm. Well, you know I want you to be comfortable. The, the problem is, I, I buy, <laughs> I buy things big. They just happen to end up tight. What wear about lycra, like a um... lycra? Put that on, I and then it. and then wear lycra. I love it. Take it off. But see, this is what you see. You see the swimmers. They yes. have their little DTs on, and then when they're getting their their medal at the end, they're in these sort of tracksuit yeah. things, and, and it's, it's like KFC, wow. and it's um, scratch and sniff. Is it? Yep. Yeah. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nah. No. <laughs> It's like, how did uh, they do that? I mean, after your first meal, there it is. <laughs> I mean, but not at the scratch moment. Scratch the right spot. I'm, yeah. I think there's a little chicken drumstick on. I'm actually scratching you it. You actually thing. scratched it. That's yeah. cute. I mean, it's, it's, so it's going to happen tomorrow. I love so it. So after down. the show, we're going to go and we'll have the results on Thursday. I hope you win, Manny. I really do. So do I. Because I'm getting a lot of smack talk on Instagram from Are these you? kids. Oh, yeah. I've been reporting them to Instagram as bullying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Today, hey, Shrove uh, Tuesday. Mm. We are reminded as, uh, was it the Pancake? Pancake Manor. Yeah. Manor. Yeah. The Pancake. What is that? The Pancake? Pancake Parlour, I believe. Brought it in. I really we don't hope. want to get the wrong one, you know, mm. but they brought in um, pancakes and it does remind you, like, oh, it's that time of year. And I went to a Catholic school. Who knows? What, who was it? Who knows what with who? The, the pancakes. pancakes. Where are they from? Oh, the pancake manor. Manor, pancake oh, manor. I've been, I've been smacking these like they know what's wrong. You ever put butter on a pancake? It'll change your life. Yeah. Mm. Everyone does that, mate. What a, what a secret. <laughs> okay. <laughs> God, next you'll be for... telling us the 11 herbs and spices, you um, gourmet chef. Join the show anytime, but just ask first, okay? <laughs> you, ever, <laughs> you ever try butter on toast? <laughs> It'll <laughs> change your life. Anyways. That means it is Lent tomorrow. And like I said, went to a Catholic school um, and I, we don't normally follow Lent, but I think it's a good opportunity because, mm. you know, me, I'm always Bandwagon. like starting things on Monday, mm. New Year, mm-hmm. new me. Yes. And I just think it's an opportunity to sacrifice something for Jesus. Is that what it is? Yes. Yep. The, the idea is you give up something uh, mm. and then the idea is to p- pray and mm. reflect during the time. So if yeah, you would spend yeah, time doing something... Mm. Well, that's the theory behind oh, it. It's the same as fasting. Like, if you fast, fast. Mm. when you would yeah. usually be eating, you take mm. time to pray and reflect. We had to always think of something when we went to the Catholic school that we came up with. And I said to my mum, why don't you get in board? She's an atheist, but she's, I'm like, why don't you get in board? She said, yep, no worries. I said, you have a think of what you want to give up for Lent. She's coming up for Easter. Then on Sunday, you can go crazy. we can go crazy, whatever. So I'm going to give up my phone for certain hours, and I'm going to start doing a course rather than being on Instagram. That's good. So I put the screensavers in stone for tomorrow. Now, she has given up. Mm. It's a very good one for her. She is going to say not one bad mer- one bad word from her mouth about anyone. Uh, no, I can still tell Dad what he's doing wrong, but no gossip, no bad-mouthing. <laughs> um, so let me know when it ends. I said it ends wow. on Sunday. She said, wow, I'm going to hold it all until then. How's she going to pray Sunday? for eight hours a day? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a good one. That is a good one. That is a good one. Everyone try. Like, it would be nice to give up bitching, because I think everyone at the heart always gets involved with a little bit of bitching. Even if she gives off 10%, we'll really notice a difference. But I um, was out with friends on Saturday night, and... One of them was saying that her husband was so judgy that she said to him, no more judgmental. You can't make comments about people. I don't want you judging them because you're too judgy McJudge face. But you can add on Sunday. So on Sunday, they've started going out into like a public place, having a few wines, and on <laughs> Sunday, it's like, judgy uh, Sunday. Like the first bitches club. <laughs> 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 Every Friday of the month, we'll all get together and we'll just bitch our faces off but about no, Terry. But no, during the week, they're not doing it. That doesn't but make I, it better. I think it does. You do it anyone. Everyone judges. 
Yeah, yeah. It's not like they're stopping. They're just saving it up. But no, you think about it because you've got to remember it. So yeah. something that, that you were going to judge about on Tuesday, mm. you might forget by Sunday. Mm. So you probably do say less things. It's not that you're bottling in. It's just that you're changing that thought and going, I can't say it. So eventually you would hope that your mind stops thinking it. No, yeah. I don't think that's all. Everyone would just be like, it's almost Sunday. Well, they yeah. did say if you want to come along yeah. and have judgy Sunday. And we said, oh, we're busy. But everyone else was like, yeah, let's go. And then you just sit there and you... It'd change your planning. You'd be like, on Tuesday, you're fine. Sunday's looking free. Then Terry does something to annoy you. Like, well, there goes my Sunday. You have just yeah. made the breakfast. So we were like, what do we wear? Would you make a list? Like, would you write them down? See? I would no, have to write them down. That's still expressing that's, it. Not, mm. That's still expressing it. What are you giving up? You haven't mentioned. You do Lent. Um, I haven't decided yet, to mm. be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I don't really... I haven't, made a, I haven't thought about it. Mm. Um. I, I love the idea of the bitching thing, though. If I get to be involved in the Sunday See, soiree, that becomes like, the focus, not yeah. the non-bitching. What but, have you got a problem for it? You, you judge, you judge. I certainly do not. But you just, yeah, <laughs> you certainly <laughs> do so. <laughs> not. Yeah, you do. That is so. Not, I'm the least judgmental person. No, you I know. just don't express it verbally all the time. But you do under your breath and with your eyes. If you don't express it verbally, you're not bitching. But your face says it all. Mm. You say it best when your face says it all. That was a Ronan what's, Keating song what's, once. Yeah. What's my face telling you about that shirt choice today? Oh, wow. <laughs> see? You did oh, judge. See? Listen to it. Oh. Eh? You don't like it? Uh, well. Pink flamingos? I love it. Yeah. What? Well, yeah. Someone, someone who stars... <laughs> Says he who stole his cardigan from the first homeless you guy he met in 1973. Cardigan. You gotta wash it sometime, mate. What? No, it's like a wok. You don't wash these things. You don't wash anything. Your pants the other day went for a walk. Oh, it's like, Sunday, guys. We're here. <laughs> it's here. See? You can't do it. You can't do it. You can't. You can't. I didn't say that was my lead, mate. <laughs> I said I'm giving up my phone. Cool, whatever. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. At the end of each show, we take a moment to reflect. And share a wonderful day we've had together as a family. First thing I do in the morning is get a cup of coffee before I have a shower. Get the cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Did you drink it in the shower? <laughs> yeah, no, I put mm. it on the outside. Yeah, but do you like? Will you be like mid shower, quick sip, back in the water? I'm pretty quick in the morning, so it's oh. just a sip before getting the shower. Sounds, that sounds delightful. Yeah, yeah. And I was just looking forward to coming back out because I've been really quick and hadn't had a chance to have it. And then I took it, and you know, just automatically you get oh. spat it out. Could not mm. believe the taste of it. Mm. Didn't realise that I have uh, I have almond milk, which is in the carton, and I grabbed a carton in the dark, right next to the beef stock. Oh, <laughs> wow! The same boxy yeah, bottle. With the oh, with the salty coffee. Yeah. Thanks, but no thanks. So uh, it's birth month my family, oh. um, all the nieces and nephews and Esther's mum and brother and my kids are all sort of February, March. And this year I uh, said, don't worry, I'll organise Xander's birthday cake. Uh-huh. I'll do it. Leave it with me. You're going to make it? God, no. <laughs> no. You can just get a sponge cake and add stuff. Yeah. Well, we've bought a cake topper, so we just <laughs> plonk it on the top. Good. Oh, okay. Oh, judging me? No, I'm trying to work out. Do you eat that? No. Yeah, it's they're like um, I think they're like a what's icing or something. Icing type thing, yeah. Marzipan. That stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. You put it on the top, but man, it's hard to make that decision. 
of what to get, like vanilla, chocolate, like how big am I going to need, how many people are there going to be. The mental decisions that your wife has been making for years, uh-huh. see what I'm saying? And that's just one of the many that she has to make. I know, I respect <laughs> the stuff that that, the stuff yeah. that that woman has to file away. Mm-hmm. He's hard. <laughs> and then when I finally made my decision on the cake at the bakery and I turned around, the woman behind waiting, the look of pity in her eyes at a man who had no idea she could have helped. Thanks. But no thanks. I spoke to a lady at the cheesecake shop once and I said, do people FaceTime? She said, all the time now. See the amount of guys will go, I'm so sorry, do you mind if I just, I'm just going to FaceTime her if that's oh. all right, and they hold him up to the counter. Well, I rang Esther straight after. I was like, here's what I got. Is that okay? She's like, you did good, baby. <laughs> you have a slice. <laughs> you deserve it. Bin day. Always fun. Get rid of all your rubbish and start afresh with an empty bin. I don't know if we were a little bit too full. You know, everyone says there's that rule that if the bin lid doesn't shut, they won't take it. I'm always paranoid about that. Is that true? That's what I've heard. It's it's an urban myth. They they do take it. Ah. Yeah, I think it depends on the mood of the Garbo that day. Well, I'm not sure what mood my Garbo was in. They normally do a fantastic job. But when you get um, home that day and it's supposed to be gone and there is strewn rubbish frometh your house so everyone knows it's yours so I was like should I leave that there I have to pick this like a Hansel and Gretel trail back to where it started oh no gonna get in with the uh, and the bin water and the the, and that's a juice yeah it's not water it's a juice it's a a stew it's a juice so you guys do a good job with the juice just do it better next time (laughs) thanks but no thanks what street in Barton again (laughs) the rich one we don't have streets we have terraces (laughs) (laughs) stab Abby and Matt for breakfast B105 hey you've made it to the end of the podcast well done you see you tomorrow bye oh by the way I just uh, while I'm thinking of it Mm. had a message on Instagram about yesterday's podcast we I can't were, open Instagram. We, no, you're off it, aren't you? Uh, no, I put a ban. Oh, how annoying. We were discussing um, We were to, yeah. discussing Teslas. Uh, oh, and I got way too excited. Very to excited. Very excited. I want to drive one. <clears throat> My father-in-law has one. He let me drive it on the weekend. Um, Harry listens to the podcast. Hi, Harry. Shout out to Harry for um, shooting through. Hey, Harry. Um, he said, on Tesla, because mm. you remember, I was trying to remember what model. Mm-hmm. So my father-in-law has the Model S. He said that the models for Tesla mm. go like this. First one, Model S, Model E, Model X, Model Y. So Elon Musk spelt out sexy mm-hmm. with his models as they went. Wow. So S-E-X-Y. That's cool. It's a cool he's little... a child, isn't he? Oh, he's a, it's it's such a, a child. teenage boy living the dream. We should go to Mars. Let's build Let's it. Let's do it. Yeah. So there you go. Just Where is the tidbit. Tesla? There's one in the valley, isn't it? Is a that Tesla what dealer. Tesla yeah, dealer. But I don't know if it's exclusive Tesla or it's a <clears> dealer that has a, a partnership with it or something. I'm not sure, to be honest with you. Would you not buy it from the, like? No, that, I would, but yeah. I just feel like a bit of a douche saying, can I have a test drive? Because there's no way I would be able to get one. They don't know that. Oh. No, nah, would it be like when you go to an auction, you'd have to show him like a, a that's what I meant, like a cash. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to take my son to go. He's obsessed with Lamborghinis, so I was going to take him to the dealership and just look through. But you're like, oh. imagine that you could ring them and say, "Hey, can we do a, a nine year old's birthday party at the Lambo <laughs> dealer?" I promise they won't touch anything. <laughs> 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 sticky hands, sticky. Hands. You could arrange a te- Tesla drive though. 
If you want it, surely. I'll talk to my father-in-law if you yeah. want to go me one. you got to eat something. We can hear your stomach. How do you know that was me? What? <laughs> because I ate two pancakes about 45 and minutes ago. And I'm sitting ago. right next to you. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you... you... I don't want to go to Toowoomba before it. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah, well, there you go. Sorry. Bloody da. Sorry. Sorry. Forget it. I'll text him and cancel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See you tomorrow, guys. He's only got the S. <laughs> I want the <laughs> I want the I want the Y X or the Y. Brisbane wakes up with Staff Abby and Matt on B one oh five.